Genre. Welcome everyone to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, the daily podcast where we're watching the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, one minute at a time. I'm your host, Scott Tofty, and apparently today we're airing on NPR. Later this week are our intrepid hosts, Chris O'Connor. Hello. Rachel Gatlin. Hello. And Adam Sheehan. Hi. (laughs) Way to break it. Come on, Adam. Joining us in our stable of all-stars this week once again for the third time in a row. Almost going for the Grand Slam, Crystal Beth. Welcome, Crystal. Oh, my God. Hi, I'm so happy to be on NPR. I love this radio station. Am I doing it wrong? Is it? Is it? I can't help it. I get so excited. Oh, God. Oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Think of cereal. Calm down. People are trying to study. Oh, God. Okay. Let me try again. Library voices. Library voices. Hi, I'm so excited to be on this podcast. All right, screw it. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, welcome to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute. It is Minute 28. It is Wednesday. It is hump day. And uh, we are watching the minute that begins with the turtles clearing out of April's house. She wonders if she'll ever see them again. And it ends with the most dramatic. Maybe the most dramatic moment of the movie. Possibly the second most dramatic. But regardless, it's pretty darn dramatic. Raphael mm-hmm. screaming. Ah! As the camera frantically circles around him. Yes, I remember when I did like see this in the theater. It bed. was terrifying. I was really, really scared when mm-hmm. I saw that part. Like, because you don't know what's going to happen, and you've already developed a relationship with this guy with Splinter. But you're like, what is? Oh my gosh, their dad is gone. I remember looking over at my dad and being like, "Okay, good, mine's still here. <laughs> He's still here." Oh. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because the whole splinter abduction uh, storyline has been used a couple different times throughout different iterations of the Turtles. So this apes a lot of what happens in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue two of the original comic book where um, the Turtles save April and they go hang out at her apartment for a little bit. But at the same time, Splinter is... Uh, the the mouser droids, Baxter Stockman's mouser droids, chew through the walls of the sewer and abduct Splinter, and he ends up being found by like aliens that look like Krang inside of people suits, and it goes into like a really weird like sci-fi story for a few issues. But this whole Splinter missing thing comes from first the comic book. They use it a couple times in the '80s cartoon where Splinter is, uh, you know, taken by Shredder and he's being held captive in the Technodrome. They basically do the straight up comic book adaptation in the 2003 turtles cartoon. Like this is a reoccurring thing is dealing with the loss of the father figure in the turtles media. He's their princess peach. Oh God. Just keeps getting kidnapped. (laughs) I'm sorry. Your rat is in another castle. (laughs) Uh, It's funny because rats are in castles. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't you Uh, fight a rat? No, I guess it's a mouse in Mario too. He's wearing sunglasses. Um, yeah, because you know, like the mousers or something. But I'm sure at some point rats figured into Mario. Yeah, they had to. Maybe it would make sense. I mean, no, he's I in think, the pipes. Yeah. That's it's where rats go. I think I think it's just in Mario too. He fights that big mouse. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, but Mario Two was like a reskinned other game. It wasn't even yeah. supposed yeah. to be Super so, Mario yeah, Brothers. I can't even really think of any instances of rats. Uh, maybe our listeners can chime in in the comments. Give us or your something. rat stories. <laughs> We're eager to learn. Um. So April O'Neil is super bummed out that the turtles are mm-hmm. leaving. Wow, is she ever? Will yeah, I ever see almost, you again? She's acting like it's the end of a date, and she's way into the other party and that other person is just like party yeah, okay because <laughs> there's four of them no oh. no no. I'll, I'll i'll call you i'll call you yeah yeah i'll call you <laughs> indubitably yeah indubitably. sure yeah the turtles are way too eager to answer oh yeah no definitely we'll get together oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely uh-huh. yeah, absolutely don't even worry Pages. about it you know yeah you're 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 a stand-up girl uh, i'll i'll call you that depends on how fast you stock your pizza. Yeah. That which is, is such a word salad. It is. <laughs> and he also says it in the funniest way. And this, and I never thought about it, how you guys said, it is a very musical section of the movie. Just in the dialogue, it's very, uh, I don't know, music term. <laughs> Melodic. Well, we, we, yeah, t- there we, we go. talk about that a lot on this show, that like a lot of the dialogue in the, in the movie at large is very musical. It's yeah. very... Blows and that's together exactly nicely. what this one is. It's that depends on how, but how what you stock your pizza. <laughs> it's yeah. like sixteenth notes. Yeah, it almost <laughs> sounds like he's saying stack instead of stock. I always thought yeah. it was scarf. Scarf. Uh, well, you were no ro- you thought wrong. I did. I think wrong. You've listen. If we've learned one thing about me from this podcast, it's that I was wrong about a lot of dialogue in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Like a whole lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think because you're dealing with voice actors and they're so used to changing their inflection and making the character come out through the the sound of the voice, that that's why this movie takes on that particular trait of having such sort of lilting, bouncing, memorable dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't get that as much in movies where it's just like dudes talking to cameras or girls talking into cameras. You know? For by 1990, would this have been like Corey Feldman's first voice acting work or had he done like cartoons or something before? I feel like this mm-hmm. was probably one of his first voiceovers. And I don't know that he's done a ton of other voiceover work. Mm, true. I'm not really. That is something I'd have to IMDB. Um, he was sort of more teen heartthrob. Yeah, yeah. He's also not the most dependable person. Mm-hmm. So I feel yeah. like with voiceover, it's even more important to have a dependent person because you are literally just hearing their voice and voice work. I mean, you guys are podcasters, you know, the energy mm-hmm. you have to put into speaking with just your voice and not using any of the other parts of your body. It is exhausting. Yep. Because you're not, you have to describe everything you're doing. Like, for instance, I'm telling you the story right now, but I'm pointing a lot at my mouth. <laughs> like, you don't know that. But if I want you to know, I have to tell you. But I'm still pointing at my mouth right now. It probably mm. looks crazy. But it's all about vocal stylings and saying things right and saying things the right amount of energy. And you can get away with not doing that on film. Like, if you're just being recorded, sometimes if your face is expressive enough, you can get away with that. So I feel like maybe don't get Corey Feldman for a lot of your voiceover work. <laughs> no, I <laughs> or, mean, he or has any not work. done, he hasn't done a lot of it. Most of it has come in the, you know, mid 2000s to now where the bulk of his voice work is. And it's video games and a couple TV shows and cartoons. He's an American dad. He actually did yeah. voices on the new Nickelodeon Turtles cartoon. Hmm. Um, 
<clears throat> excuse me. So not exactly a voice actor, but a unique voice nonetheless. Yes. And Donatello in this movie usually speaks in more short phrases. I feel like he doesn't have very he many has the one long bits of dialogue. Yeah. It's interesting that the Donatello personality mirrors the, you know, 80s cartoon Raphael personality a little better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that he's sarcastic. And we talked about that a little bit before that this Donnie is a little less the techno geek and a little bit more like the wise or a lot less. A lot less. Yeah. I don't know. He made that really impressive straw. Nope. Not impressive. He is a little more Children articulate than the other turtles. Like a, a, oh, like yeah, a little he is. bit. It's, it's, it's pretty clear, like from some of the jokes and the jokes that, you know, we get and the other turtles don't. Uh, I assume Splinter also gets them and just kind of chuckles quietly to himself. But <laughs> it, it's pretty clear that he's operating on a slightly higher level. Yeah. I would be remiss if we did not point out the all too famous rubber sword yeah. attached to Leonardo's shell. When he oh, walks yes. through the well, you know, swords are dangerous. So you better carry a rubber one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, the slightest little boing. It's boing, the boing, boing. probably most famous. I is, can't really call it a blooper, but like <laughs> that's one of those great mistakes that happens in so many things that have well swords. I mean, like most fr- uh, most recently, like my favorite one was uh, John Snow in in the Battle of the Bastards, like pulling long claw, or he was like standing there with long claw, and like in one shot you can see it like literally flopping around as he moves, and you're just like, no, Valerian oh. Steel doesn't do that. Ah, you would notice something like that. Chris. I would notice that. And I did. Says the people watching a Ninja Turtles movie one minute at a time. True. <laughs> yeah, hey. True. No, no ground to stand on, black. Black. We all would say that. <laughs> and um, also, I gotta say, the way she, like, you know, sort of puts her back against the door, it's very clear she's considering, okay, where do I need to go to get more pizza? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's like she's at the end of a date and she really likes this guy and she's just like, oh, what can I do? Except it's for... Four Six guys. foot tall turtles, which makes which it makes way it more exciting because there's <laughs> yeah. four of them. <laughs> She's a freak. wait. How tall? How tall? How tall is she? Because aren't isn't she taller than them? She yeah, is. I always say six feet. It's in, just uh, yeah, like yeah, five five. Yeah, in yeah. canon, well, the turtles sorry. are supposed to be like in the books. They're supposed to be around four and a half feet tall. Mm. <laughs> that um, makes more sense. You couldn't take that seriously, though. <laughs> no, although there is <laughs> well, a, we'll a walking, talk about talking that. turtle with weapons. We'll talk about that next hey, minute that because I there believe, is there is a height discrepancy coming. Four and up. a half feet. Yeah. Um, so we cut down into the sewers and I love that the turtles are like just their brothers that are, you know, busting each other's chops about who the girl liked more. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, is, is she likes me. She loved us. It was the impressions, dude. Like they're just trying to one up each other. The only voice you don't hear is Raphael's. Mm-hmm. Because it's never the impressions. Yeah, it's never the impressions. It's never the impressions. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many dates I've gone on. And yeah. I was like, man, you know what uh, really sealed that? The impressions. You want to know, <laughs> you want to know how many dates I, that was? That was zero. There's no dates. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stopped with impressions in middle school. I was like, this humor uh, is not getting me anywhere. I mean, yeah. I stopped with impressions in front of girls. <laughs> <laughs> I still do a lot of them. I've never really stopped the impression. No, so. no. Well, I stopped trying no. to use them as my talent show talent. Uh, so yeah. touche. Yeah, I learned how to play guitar, and then I was like, I don't have to do those anymore. Yeah. Although surprisingly, guitar also did not help with girls a whole lot. I'm apparently oh, I'm doing something wrong. I don't know how to play the guitar or do impressions. What's wrong Aww. with me? I don't know. Your you have no talent. Pretty, your cagney was pretty good. 
Okay, that's all I have. <sighs> Thank goodness it was I have something. <laughs> I, I can't do impressions or play instruments either, but I do know a lot of Simpsons trivia. So maybe, maybe that's that's, 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 that's kind of like the same thing as a talent. <laughs> I have some decent Star Wars trivia. Like that's oh some, that too that's that some too. stuff. That's it though. Oh, I can. I'm like an okay bartender. That's all right, right? Oh. Hey, that's yeah. a talent. Yeah, but that's yeah. a talent where the longer of a stretch of time you do it for, like if you bartend for five no minutes, way. you're like, yeah, whatever. If you're bartending for like four hours, everyone thinks you're super impressive. It's true. Like <laughs> if I do two th- things at once, people are like, get out. And I'm and like, they get yeah. more and more impressed as time goes on and they drink more and more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Um, <clears throat> so. I love the, again, the, the shadows are used really interestingly in this movie. We see a lot of the turtle shadows rather than actually seeing the turtles. We saw it at the beginning scene. We're seeing it again here when they, you know, rush up to the, uh, um, the layer door and bust it open shadows and silhouettes. Like it's just very interesting how they chose to shoot this movie. I, I hate the phrase dark and gritty. Mm. But this movie does like a really good job of dark and gritty without being like sullen and moody. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree 100% with that. Very well said, actually. I was kind of trying to figure out how to say that myself when I wanted to talk about how I uh, liked the movie. But I think that they made the turtles the most real in this tangible, real people turtles. Yeah. Like they could exist. <laughs> Um, you too will believe a giant human turtle is real. And wherever <laughs> that spider Superman thing went, <laughs> you will believe, believe a man, man can fly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I love that the three brothers, Leo, Donnie and Mikey come in first and then Raph barges right through this, this little action right here just solidifies again, how close he is to splinter, mm-hmm. which is <clears throat> something really interesting. They don't usually in any other version of the turtles make one, kid more of the favorite than any of the others i guess it's if they had to do it it's usually kind of leo is like the kiss ass he's a little closer to splinter but the fact that Raphael is so emotionally attached to splinter in this movie it's really interesting i think it was a really cool dynamic to work with yeah Um, and it makes the story much more urgent it adds some stakes to the uh to the to the drama of it all I'm yep. glad that nobody disagrees. Nobody <laughs> disagrees. I, I'm, I'm, I just kind of caught myself watching that scene, too. When they first walk in, Donnie's smiling, it seems. And then Donnie, like, drops to his knees, but he's still sort of smiling. So is, uh, so is Mikey. Like, they're both still wearing their well, smile heads. You know, maybe the smile effect on the puppet is roughly the equivalent of the anguished effect, and it's kind of just a matter of unfortunate puppetry. It could be the same thing where the director was like, all right, puppeteer, make that make that mouth sad. And they do it, Anguish. and they're like, they're like, wait, what does your sad face look like? And you cut to the guy at a funeral, and he's like, middle school play that can't not laugh through his lines. Yeah, it's like eyes wide open, mouth on that, uh, huge smile, eyes that show, shifting like, trial back and, and forth. Error. Like the, the girl so, who, like laughs inappropriately at tragedy. Oh, this man. reminds me of another time I was in the movies. I saw Les Mis with a couple of friends, and I forget exactly what happened, but um, my but one friend dies. said, well, it was during an exceptionally sad moment, and the two friends on the left of me 
had some inside joke, Bonnie in Dallas. <laughs> Adam knows what that means. Um, and they just start cracking up. And I look at them. I'm like, someone just died. <laughs> Why are you someone laughing? Someone just pretend died. Can you at least pretend to care? You <laughs> <laughs> can't deal with emotions. That's yeah. how theater works. Yeah. So. I actually really like that Donnie drops down to his knees. Um, yeah. And that scene, it just again, it just shows how shattered these guys are when they realize that Splinter is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also for the first time, we actually see a glimpse of fear in uh, Raph's eyes, like yeah. when he yeah. when he fully realizes what just happened. Like his eyes get big, pretty, pretty scary. Like this is when you think, uh, and Crystal, you were pointing this out earlier. This is a kids movie where the dad gets kidnapped. Like, yeah. That's kind of super heavy for a young kid. Like you come home and oh my god, daddy's like gone. Someone robbed your dad. Someone took your father away from you. <laughs> and I always thought, or not always thought, I didn't always think, but when I first saw it, I remember thinking that that pile that they showed in the middle of the room was his dead body. Oh my god. Mm. Oh my god. So yeah, that's awful. That's, what, that's, that's one of those really things. Dark. Like you know, they come and ransack their sewer lair, and it's like, how can you tell? they live in the damn toilet (laughs) well the the oven is turned over like things are so do you think that splinter put up like a hella fight and that why that's why everything was like knocked over man i I would guess so i would love to see that scene yes can someone just do a (laughs) fan movie of like that scene just splinter when the foot come in and he's trying to fight him off. God, I would love, I would pay so much money to see that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stupid limitations on nineties oh, puppetry. I wonder what happened to all the noids. Oh man. Do you <laughs> oh man, she lost the noids. So Crystal, I don't know if you realize this. We have counted three separate little rubber dominoes, noid figurines that are scattered through the turtles lair. Really? Yeah. Mm hmm. It's why? bizarre. Do you guys have a theory of why? Well, because it came with their pizzas. Probably came with the pizzas. They had a oh, lot of dominoes, true. like plastic cups and stuff, too. So there was one on the phone booth. If you remember the, the registered phone booth that yes. is calling from, there's one tucked in there. There's one on the TV set. And there's actually, I'll take it back. There's four. There's two on their coffee table. So there were four rubber noids about that apartment. That's so interesting. I'm glad you think so. We thought so. I, know, <laughs> I wonder if they make them fight. Uh, that's super interesting. But what makes it more interesting to me is your theory of that it came with the pizza. They just that's, hand out Noid toys. Yeah, they were yeah. like, are they ordering this, like the kids' feature. meal pizzas? Huh. Maybe. Maybe for a long or maybe time they, they were. Ask for the toy, or maybe the deal was if we're two minutes late, you get a free toy. Yeah, maybe. Oh, maybe. Didn't uh, Little Caesars come with a toy? Yeah, they had that weird, like, accordion thing. Remember yeah, that? it was called Surprise, Surprise. <laughs> it was like a water bottle, but it was like an accordion. Yeah, and there's a toy inside. I have right? no recollection of that. I don't remember. I have a barely, they, really they, foggy There were toys. There were. It was called Surprise, Surprise. I just remember um, those, those commercials Little Caesars had with the puppets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, those were fun. Um, so as we end this minute, we get another really interesting camera move. We get shaky camera running around in a circle and it's about to zoom directly into Raphael's mouth. Mm -hmm. And what is one of the more unique 
edits and cuts, but that happens in the next minute. So we won't talk about too much, but again, Crystal, you got a good week. You're getting some pretty funky camera work happening here. Yeah. You get to play with. The movie has been, we've had like the other weird shot that we had is like the point of view shot several minutes ago of Raphael rushing the foot clan in the subway. Yes. Other than that, it's been pretty straight ahead cinematography so far. So basically just anything that has to do with Raphael, they do it a weird sort of uh, shaky circle shot. Yeah, kind of. Because he's the edgiest. I would be I was going to say, wonder if that's to uh, show off the how he's different than everyone and a little more aggressive, a little unhinged. Yeah. Maybe. Like he Good can't theory. handle what other people can handle, and we get his point of view when he's about to lose it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I like it. I like it. You're personifying the camera, and I enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> the camera's um, a person, too. The camera's yep. are people, too. <laughs> they have feelings, <Aww>. maybe. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. All yes. right, so I think that probably winds up minute 28, yes? Mm-hmm. Any last yeah. thoughts, anybody, on this one? Nah. I'm good. No? no? All right. That's well, it then for me. We are gonna We are going to slide right into our Thursday show. So for the crew here at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Minute, adieu. Bye. Bye. Cowabunga. Bye.